I'm Josh Liston from On The Bubble Podcast, an oral history of television fandom, part of the Gunner Geek Network, just like the show you're checking out now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other awesome geeky shows at gunnergeeknetwork.com. Welcome to episode 60, wow, of Better Podcasting Live Chat. I am Stephen and I'm pleased to say SP is here this week. We're getting close to that retirement date. We got, you know, the podcast retirement date. We're at 60. So, you know, I don't know what it is up in Canardia, but down here, 62, 67, 70, somewhere around there. And you might never get to retire at all either in the United States. Anyway, we're here <laughs> for a great week of podcasting talk because this is the fun we have while we're trying to forget the fact that we're never going to retire. <laughs> yes, we are here with Better Podcasting Live Chat. And if you are an astute listener or viewer, you would know that this was supposed to be the last Better Podcasting Live Chat of season three. I think we're in now. Is this season three? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure we have a few astute viewers out there. I don't know. I mean, maybe. But anyways, uh, we're actually just going to make this announcement up front here. We're going to actually continue this through September. We'll come back next week with more details about that. Uh, and uh, don't worry. There might be an episode dropped into the main feed. And it might be the episode of Better Podcasting Live Chat next week. There's your little... <laughs> Not that, not that kind of drop? Sure, why not? It could be. Uh, okay. But yes, we'll have more details next week. But the summary is right now that, yes, Better Podcasting Live Chat will continue through the end of September. And yeah, the, the schedule will be shaken up a little bit from what we announced just a few months ago. <laughs> shake it up, baby. Just like you shook up your SD card reader. I did shake up my SD card reader. So for those of you who also have been avidly following our podcast you would have noticed it was a little bit late this week and it was late because i am lazy and a procrastinator and sometimes when you are lazy and you procrastinate it bites you in the butt and that's what happened to me <laughs> so my workflow usually for editing better podcasting live chat is very similar to my main one for better podcasting except really last minute because we've talked about it this chat this show we don't really generally edit a lot and so usually it's late in the day that I'll go and I'll, I'll on Sunday evening, my time I after will, I've gone to bed, usually after he's gone to bed, I'll start working on it. And, and what I'll do is I'll grab the file that SP has, you know, reliably uploaded to the location he uploads yeah, it to 80, 90%. Let's <laughs> just be real. Take here. a compliment. Okay. Take the compliment. So I'll go and I'll download that. And then I'll uh, go and I'll get my file that I recorded through OBS earlier in the week. And then I'll go and I'll start downloading my audio tracks from my Rodecaster Pro 1. And what I'll do when I do that is I'll pop the... No, whoa, 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 wait. It's not Rodecaster Pro 1. It's just Rodecaster Pro. There's no 1. There's no Fair OG. Enough. It's just Rodecaster Pro. Okay, my Rodecaster Pro. And the way I do that is by popping out the SD card... Because I find that when I try to transfer the files by USB, many times it just freezes up the entire computer. This has happened for me since I first owned it. It sometimes will work, but most often than not, it will freeze up. And this has happened over multiple different installs on my computer. And, I, and so I just don't know why. However, I just decided I'll pop out the SD card, throw it in an SD card reader. And from there... 
the Roadcaster Pro uh, tool that's that they release will work. It will actually recognize the SD card in the computer is a Roadcaster Pro uh, SD card, and it will work in the way that it's meant to work, where you can go and stitch together those stupid PolyWave files in order to get your individual tracks. So that's my process as I, as I do that. Well, when I went to pop out the SD card and put it into my SD card reader, none of the lights came on. And so I thought, well, let me try another port. Let me try restarting. Let me try another computer. And it just had no life left. And part of it is probably because I have it on a, on a, a USB port that's mounted under my desk. And so it hangs like this every week. And so I'm going to guess eventually, you know, the connections and for the audio listeners showing that the SD card reader is held is basically be, being hung by the USB cord. And um, I'm going to guess that something just it's a very get... unflattering picture, by the yes. way, it, it kind of, it looks limp it's... and it looks impotent. <laughs> so, so thank you for the description, SB. Uh, and he was just to be clear, he was describing the SD card reader. And no, so uh, we're talking about the SD card. I thought we were talking about something else. So, okay. Uh, anyways, it, it's the SD card reader. And I say SD card reader, but it's a multi card reader. And so it just had no life left in it. And unfortunately, it was after everything was closed and I had nowhere to go. And I went looking. Wait a minute. You don't have 24 hour Walmarts where you're at? No, we don't actually. No, we don't. No, no like drug stores that have a few tech things in it. Not that I can think of. No, but, but anyways, Man, you live in the backwater. I know I went looking. I looked through a bunch of different areas to try to find an SD card reader. I thought that maybe I had hopes looking through a box in the garage found, did not find it. And so I was stuck waiting didn't you get on your like neighborhood next door and <laughs> put out an emergency I, I, post I hey wasn't that anybody motivated. Got... no no i wasn't oh, that okay. motivated so anyways i oh and i did try to by the way transfer by the usb and and of course it froze up now i will confess i i could have tried to then take the roadcaster pro plug the usb into the laptop try to install it go through that whole process but at that point i'd been trying to fight with this for a while find all these things that i just was like no i'm done done for the night how many canadian beverages in were you at that point? uh three no i'm just kidding okay. <laughs> no um but anyways so i made the decision and i was just gonna wait and buy a new one the next day head on over and i'll just call it out as the best buy because i'm gonna show the one that i bought that i could readily get is their brand it's the insignia brand yeah, insignia and yeah. and you know it was there it I think cost me 35 bucks plus taxes, which probably is about 10 to 15 bucks higher than what it should be. But it got me back in business the next day. But unfortunately, that evening, I had some uh, some other activities I had to do with the family on the Monday evening and, and uh, uh, an appointment and everything. And so just meant that, you know, I, I couldn't get it finished on Monday either. So I had to roll into last night on Tuesday. So uh, all because I procrastinated and broke my SD card reader. So there you boom, go. Boom, boom, Which, by the way, Bob Barker passed away this past week. Yes, he did. So that, that sound that I was making was Price is Right. So do you guys get Price is Right up there? Of course. It wasn't a sick day if you weren't watching the Price is Right. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, you know, no, whatever your 
time zone is, right? Yeah. It came on at one specific time and it was right smack in the dab in the middle of the school day. So if you were <laughs> home for a sick day, uh, undoubtedly. So okay, back back in my day, we didn't have even VCRs. So we got stuck watching whatever was on TV. So yeah, that's... Yeah. In our chat, by the way, we have Lane Robinson saying, I recently switched my USB-C dock because some of my USB ports stopped working, including the one my mouse dongle was plugged into. So new dock for me. I actually immediately thought that it was actually what it was plugged into because I don't know if you caught that while I was explaining. Um, I have uh, basically a USB hub under my desk. It's got a couple other things in it, but it's a USB hub. And um, that's the, the port that I, I use because it's right there, you know, mounted under my desk. And I thought that that was actually what had died. But then once I started plugging it in elsewhere, I quickly realized that that was not the case. And uh, that sucks. I hope your USB dock wasn't too expensive, Lane. So I don't know if you knew this or not, but my card reader that I got was from Best Buy. Oh, it's not there. It's not an Exignia brand. It's the platinum brand so i've got to step up oh you. i have no idea how much yours cost i'm just on best buy's web page right now i bought my main first 2022 when i that was when i built my computer last year and i needed an sd card because like it didn't have a slot in the case that i bought because well i really like the case it's glass and i got led lights and it looks like a board cube okay just like leave me alone it's it, it's green <laughs> when it's cool and it's red when it's not. So yeah, we go with the green. Good. Anyway, it's a platinum brand. It goes for $50 and it's an SD card. It's got like the big camera card in there. You can do the micro SD. You can do the regular SD. So it's pretty versatile for what it is, but I don't know uh, what you have and what the differences are between the two, but yeah, we were best buy SD card buddies. And he just leaves for some whatever reason. Now I have to fill the dead air. So platinum SD card, compact flash is the memory cards, although it says other memory cards as well. So yeah, we, we're doing that. And oh, by the way, since Steven's left me all alone, we're going to talk about my first item, which is I continue to sell podcast gear. And now I can honestly say I can never go back. I can't go back to the setup that I had before. That is because one of the key elements that I only had one of was the Behringer MDX 2600 compressor. That has been sold. I will admit it has been sold on eBay and it will probably be the last sale that I ever make on eBay. Welcome back, Stephen. And it is being sold internationally. Now, I don't know how I feel about this international sale because this international sale means i don't know where it's going it goes to a central hub which for me is in chicago in the united states and they ship it out from there and i'm i don't i'll be honest with you i'm not really comfortable with that i've also had another sale issue through ebay so basically i'm done with the ebay bye bye ebay not gonna buy or sell anything through ebay anymore uh, but we will see how this international sale goes i will let you know what happens if it makes it to the place. And then I've learned as a seller, they have 30 days to return it. So this is going to be a while. I've heard horror stories. I have legit heard terrible horror stories of people selling international stuff on eBay. So I am, I was not looking for, there's no way that you can turn off the international sale because they're trying to get 
as many sales as possible. So they went to the international market. So it is sold. It is shipped. It is on it. I haven't tracked it, but it's on its way to Chicago. I think it's been there for a day or two. And then it goes wherever international it is. And here's the rub. I don't know what country internationally it's going to. It might be just across the border there in Canada. It might be somewhere in Europe. It might be in Asia. It might be in Africa. I have no idea where this thing is headed. I do know the total amount of shipping was more than the item was to begin with. So I, I feel for the person that felt like they had to pay that amount of shipping to get that 20-year-old compressor. Okay, so I've done the eBay shipping thing before, the international shipping, because, you know, being in Canada, sometimes they want to order things from the, from the U.S. And, and it's it's usually a pretty painless process. And the big thing that comes with it, though, is from the buyer perspective, we know that we, assuming this is the same thing that you had, we know that um, we don't have to pay uh, customs because it's included in the quote. And so that is huge because like UPS, UPS, DHL, their customs rates are are ridiculous for the brokerage handling fees. Like I've been burned by them many times with stuff coming up to Canada to the point that I actually have started to use an import service that I have to drive like 45 minutes out of my way to go to. But I know that I can go and I can claim the thing at customs directly and only pay duty. Otherwise, with these other guys, I have to pay a fortune. Now there are with UPS in all fairness, there is a certain level where, where they don't charge you the brokerage fee, but I've been burned by UPS and DHL on their brokerage fees. Um, yes, yeah, I'm just not looking because if they, yeah. I've heard horror stories about it not being delivered and you still being charged for it. I, and, and then I have to pay the, the refund. Basically I've heard horror stories about the, the item being claimed is broken and it comes back in pieces I, I've heard, and I don't know if it's shipping or if they do it on their end just to go, ha ha, screw you Americans, that sort of thing. So I just don't know. This is way out on a limb for me. And I did not really appreciate that sale. I'll, I'll just be completely honest. So between that sale and the other sale recently that I had, I am not going to be using eBay any longer. And I cannot recommend them any longer because you can't shut it down to the region and you have very, very, very little say over returns. Even if you post it as is and no returns, they don't care at eBay. So, okay. I don't care to use your service. That's uh, how it's going to go. I'm not going to dispute anything you say about eBay. Like I've, I've voiced my concerns before, but I, I do want to put in a, a slightly different point of view that I don't use eBay to sell things because of basically the problems you just cited with the international market, but just in general, because the whole idea of people scamming returns, people or people scamming the the mail, people saying it doesn't there, eBay being heavy handed with returns. This is not a new problem. This is a problem that's existed for eBay for many, many years. And it's just, I think, compounded by the fact that there's there's an international market. And to be honest, I'm actually kind of surprised you haven't encountered it sooner. Um, if I'm being totally frank, because I've personally known people who who have had I this happen. In your name the was Stephen. Uh, it's my my third middle name, Frank. OK, yeah. Frank. OK, so uh, <laughs> now I, I honestly I'm kind of surprised you haven't before, but obviously it's compounded by by these other unknown variables that that you've just mentioned. So 
I, I don't blame you. That's that's why I don't sell on eBay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I haven't encountered this before because any of my sales prior to this year, which admittedly was limited, but I was able to turn off the international sales. You cannot do that anymore. There's I guess no toggle to turn it off. That's my point is, is I, I get why you're associating it with international, but this problem I don't think is, is limited to international because there's been lots of people in the past who have had this regionally as well by other Americans to Americans, Canadians to Canadians, the idea of people scamming ebay and ebay coming back with a heavy hand unfortunately it, it, it happens so well i had a third issue that i had i probably haven't told you about so <laughs> uh -oh. i bought uh -oh. something on ebay and it was not delivered to my house so usps took a picture of it it would no they didn't take a picture they they said it was delivered it was never delivered to my house i have video proof of that day <laughs> and the uh, mailman did not put any package in the mailbox, did not bring a package to the front door or anything like that. And then I put in a claim immediately and eBay was like, USPS said it was delivered. We, <laughs> we have no, no other information. I'm like, here's a video. Here's the URL to YouTube. Like, you know, we, we can't, no, we can't do that. Like, okay. So three strikes and you're out eBay. That's mm. what's happened. And they get a significant portion. It's like the, the um, YouTube mafia or the uh, Patreon mafia, they get like 30% or yeah. some ungodly amount of every sale that's made. And that's how they make their money, which granted they need to make money somehow, but so they want to make these sales and then they want to make the sales stick. So they're not looking for your best interest. They're looking for the best interest of profitability for the company. And so because of that, they're not going to side with, with whoever, <laughs> it, it's seller or buyer it doesn't matter whoever is stuck with the bill they're going to stuck stick that person with the bill and not themselves which is a shame uh yep. so backing up here i uh i believe sp commented that i stood up uh and if not i uh, for the audio listener i stood up and i got away because thank you sp's murdered beard for you know um it, let me just wipe the egg all over off my face here because uh, he said in regards to my problem, he asked um, whether or not I can't find his post now. He asked whether or not my laptop. Uh, here we go. Quote, does your laptop not have an SD reader? End quote. I just went and checked. Yeah, there is. And that didn't even occur to me. So I, I could have. It, it, now it's a big SD card reader. I use micro SD. I would have had to hope that I had one of the adapters that work. Um, I have had some issues with some before, but I'm pretty sure I have many of them. One of them would have worked. So, yeah, there you go. Could have done it. Thank you. Really appreciate <sighs> yep. that. Uh, it's not like I had, I had, it's not like I had, didn't, let me try that again. It's not like I didn't have the laptop out already trying to plug my uh, micro or my card reader into it, but. Mm -hmm. And, uh, like I said before, how many Canadian adult beverages in were you at that time? Eight. Eight. <laughs> <laughs> But anyways, now it's there for the future. So there we go. Appreciate that. Everybody's on pins and needles. You have now transitioned for two weeks to the venerable Vegas <laughs> video edit software. That's so true. when you got it, what's your update? What do you got to say? So last week, another painless editing experience, editing, no, no crashing at all. Uh, honestly, it's probably the best streak I've had in a very long time with, with the, the Vegas suite, but, uh, yeah, no problems during the edit. I didn't do that much editing because 
Again, this is live chat, but I did do several different things. It all worked fairly well. However, I will say render time took basically an hour for virtually no cuts. And this is a problem I used to have every now and then would the, be the saving time, the exporting time of the video taking forever. And it did. And I'm not sure what it is because there wasn't much in it. My best guess would be if I went and I looked at the project rate, it's probably a frame rate mismatch to what OBS produced. Maybe the project set at uh, 29.9 and OBS produced 30 or something. That's my best guess. I did not have the issue the week before with the file that you gave me, um, but I did this week. But I've also not had any of these excessively long render times on DaVinci Resolve. And that's something I did actually comment somewhere along the way, whether it was on this show or the Better Podcasting main show, is I felt like overall rendering times were consistently faster on DaVinci Resolve. And this is enough to support my gut feeling and uh, with my experience. I think reliably DaVinci Resolve, you get faster save times. So I'm going to call that right now as, as a win for DaVinci Resolve. But um, again, a consistently experience, a consistent experience last week and the week before with not crashing. So that's a good sign because that was a big reason I was so quick to jump ship from Vegas over to DaVinci Resolve. We also had Damien ask, ask me a question about that as well. And he had uh, asked me, well, I can't scroll through the doc tonight. Here we go. He said, you had some good things to say about going back to Vegas with the new version. But I realized I've got a big question there. Is there anything that you have been liking more than in DaVinci because of the new version? Did the new version add any features you are referring to? Or is it only the benefit of the new version to you is more stable? So he asked this earlier today and I said, Damien, you'll have to wait for the show tonight for me to give you the answer. So I am happy to say right now. No, there was no new features added that I've used so far. It's all the same features. It's just more stable. So anticlimactic answer, but um, that's the only thing that I have experienced, my, that I have used. There are new features. There's always new features every year. But at the moment for my current workflow, there's nothing that I have used yet. I'm excited to try it, as I said last week, just waiting for that price to come down. And the stability is an issue. Also, the stability of the VSTs actually working when I render after the memory buffer has been full a little bit by using it for editing or whatever. So, yeah, I'm anxious to try it out, but I'm not paying full price for it. So at least <laughs> going to be until Black Friday, if not later, sometime next year before it gets down to a level where I say, OK, that's good enough. We're going to hit that. Uh, talking about hitting things. So last week was the the amazing, the penult, the, the the big huge event in podcasting. Do you know what that is, Stephen? Yes, I do know what it is. I believe it was the Pod Olympics. Oh, that would be so cool. That would be so cool. No, no, no. It was podcast movement. Oh, uh, which for the record, sorry, I, I don't been... talk about podcast movement. I'm going to get up and leave again. Okay, so. Uh, I bet for the record, I've been to podcast movement before and I cannot recommend it holistically for hobby podcasters. I think if you've never been before and it's in your city, so you don't have to worry about lodging or travel, it might be worth it. It is during the week. And I realize most hobby podcasters that we're talking to work during the week. So I don't know if the vacation time is worth it to you. 
Uh, it could, I mean, if podcasting is really your jam, your life and everything, maybe, but I just simply cannot recommend it. You're not going to get anything out of it that you can't get from other podcasts or articles or uh, podcast forums online or anything like that. Uh, you might think you might meet a lot of people. These events are really made for the industry and people that are making money in podcasting. And if that's what your desire is that, yeah, maybe you should go, but you're going to lay out a lot of cash for it. And I think there's better ways to, there's better things you can do with the cash cash. Uh, most hobby podcasters can, uh, spend it on advancing their gear or buying tools or training that can make their podcast better. And I think that's a better use of your money. So if you have any questions about that, you can hit me up on our discord server at betterpodcasting.com slash discord. But it is a place where some companies make podcast related announcements. And there was two that I want to highlight today. The first is YouTube said that they are going to officially ingest RSS feeds. This announcement was kind of made before, but this was their official announcement from the company itself. They're, what they're going to do is they're going to take RSS audio feeds, they're going to turn them into YouTube hosted videos, and there is going to be no pass back back to your statistics provider to say how many stats are there. Oh, and one more thing, one more thing. Uh, the content has to be ad-free. You can't put any ads in it whatsoever. So this is going to limit some of the bigger shows out there that just want an easy button to get their content on YouTube. I think that we have talked a lot in the past about a static image is better than nothing on YouTube. But if you can do what we're doing at the very least, a talking head video, or a VTuber video, I think you're going to be ahead of the game where you're going to have content that is at least visually engaging. I think that's going to be best for you. Uh, I am not going to advocate anybody actually use this RSS ingest feed unless you absolutely positively don't want anything to do whatsoever with video editing. I, I, I just can't uh, recommend it whatsoever. I, I think that I'm glad YouTube is now on the quote unquote podcasting train, <laughs> but what, what they're doing here is they're taking all that content in and then they're going to serve their own ads, Yeah, which you may or may not see if you can monetize your channel or not. You may or may not see anything for it. Most hobby podcasters won't see anything for the ads there. So no, I, I haven't listened to anybody else talk about this. This is just my raw unedited thoughts. I haven't read anything about this beyond the announcement, but, uh, it, it almost frosts me a little bit, but on the other hand, I'm like, you know, I'm not going to look a gift horse in the mouth too hard. And I'm going to say if, if you're a podcaster out there and if you really, 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 really don't want to do anything video related, it's a way to get your show on YouTube easy from your, whatever, wherever you're doing your RSS feed. So stay tuned to more information on this. I recognize that it has some minimum benefits, but I don't think it's a benefit to most hobby podcasters to do this. Yeah, I, I'll wait and see. Uh, like pretty much everything with Google, I, I don't know where this goes. I'm concerned with what the next thing is they're going to do in the vein of this for Google podcasting for and that's just the history of google with podcasting things change it's happened 
many times that they've dropped a feature, removed a feature, changed to something else that brought back a feature from another service. It's it's too early for me to tell. So at this moment, I'm probably in the sit and sit, wait and see camp, but also not be a curmudgeon either and understand that um, there are many people in the industry and I'm not calling you a curmudgeon, but there are many people in the industry that that will be quick with anything new that is anything different from what's what's in there to knee jerk react and go, that's not the way we've been doing it. How dare you come in here? And, and that's just a bad attitude for podcasting. The reality is podcasting is still evolving. It's still new. There will still be big evolutions and changes in the way podcasting is. And so I, I usually will dismiss that sort of stuff. But I think your concerns are valid here of, of what could happen. So wait and see is my thoughts. I haven't seen any across the board general uptick once you YouTube started embracing podcasting recently by uh, making a list, a podcast basically on the service. And we've both done it. We've done it with uh, several of our shows where we've listed them as a podcast. And I haven't seen any uptick. I haven't talked to anybody else that has seen a dramatic uptick because of that. It enables a search. So maybe there's going to be one Z, two Z, whatever. And as hobby <laughs> podcasters, you got to fight for every download, every subscriber, every follower. I get it. But I just don't think it's going to be the one, the the big thing, right? Everybody's yeah. like, oh, YouTube's finally in the podcast. No, they're not. No, they're not. You're going to be better off if you have, like we're doing right now, a video component where you have somebody talking into a microphone or better yet, actually produce content and produce video content and grow your channel like an actual YouTube channel. I mean, if that's really what you want, you want to grow a YouTube channel, then grow a YouTube channel. Don't make a podcast a YouTube channel. The only slight difference in opinion I'll have with that last point that you said is that the def with the def we've talked about the definition of podcasting changing of what the mainstream is. And if the mainstream definition changes so much so that it ends up being like how how many video creation format is thought of as just YouTube videos, right? You you could all the videos you see on YouTube theoretically could be consumed in another format, but it has just become the go-to place for that type of video content. Uh, we like, for example, this show, what I mean by that is this show, we post it to YouTube. I very well could upload the video to my website and embed it in the website and send people to the website. But the reality is most people looking for this sort of content is going to YouTube. If the, if the definition of what a podcast is changes so much so that it's sort of leans towards people searching YouTube, then I could see things being a little bit different and it being more in line with what a podcast is because the podcast definition would have changed. So so YouTube Let might be into podcasting if the definition changes. Okay, I got a couple of questions to you. Yes. So you said uh, embed it on your website and put it on a website for everybody to go to. What if, what if, this is just me spitballing <laughs> Okay. Here. What if we get you a projector and you embed it on your garage door every night, all night. I like that. Can I embed it while I'm in bed? Yeah, I mean, it would be playing out there and you'd have some sort of speaker. Your whole neighborhood, we're here, both of us, all <laughs> night long. And then, we, you know, we can do, we can do an episode of this while we are in bed. So I would be in bed while it was embedded, showing us in bed. Well, fun fact, you've already done an episode of Gonna Geek in bed. So, I mean, it's <laughs> <laughs> like it's never been done before with you. 
Fair, okay, fair so point. That, and that was re really quick uh, in our chat. Lane Robinson actually says, "A long time ago, you could actually get an RSS feed from a YouTube channel. I've been a podcast consumer for a while, and I would download some video channels to watch on my Windows Phone Seven phone when I was at work. This was back in the two G days when streaming YouTube was expensive and slow. Oh, a look back memory lane." Yeah, YouTube has definitely changed over the years. It was originally a dating site when it first came out, right? So anyway, that was the first question. I have another question for you, Stephen, and it's more serious question. So you're ready for this? One? I am. Yes. Okay. So my question, and it's a legitimate question. I'm not throwing stones. I'm not okay. trying to be funny or anything. My legitimate question is even with this podcast and this RSS injection and this playlist for podcasts, do you think YouTube is going to prioritize the algorithm and the SEO for those shows, especially the static image ingested RSS feed shows over other visual content that is more engaging. If they get enough content on there, yes, because money is money. And I think that if they find there's certain search terms or certain things people are searching for that are more likely to want to consume the audio content, I think that yes, that they, they would. Because, um, like, I, I could see a scenario where our live chat videos, like our podcast videos, are shown below. Um, when people are searching for something like better podcasting, our video shows are actually shown below podcasts because they might find that in these talking head type videos, people are more likely to listen to the audio only version because they're doing something like taking it on the road or stuff. So if they build up that library enough and that user experience, that's the hugest part here is a user experience that people want to actually use on their phones and things like that for podcasts, you know, talking audio podcast consumption. Yeah, I think there could be a scenario where where that they would prioritize the audio content over the video if they're if their algorithm says they're more likely to make money off of that. Okay, I guess I am biased in that I am stuck in curmudgeonly no. <laughs> in in the past where static image didn't rake well in terms of the algorithm. It wasn't served up to people, people didn't stay there long, that sort of thing. But you might be right, especially with YouTube Premium that people play the stuff in their pocket as they're walking around, just like a pod what we would consider a podcast player, a music player like Spotify, iHeartRadio, something like that. So, okay, uh, I will be open to it, but until I see the data behind it, I'm going to say, nice try, YouTube. Uh, I'll, I'll play, but I'm not going to recommend this as the end all be all. <laughs> I think you hit it on the head. You, you said there, you know, premium and people being able to play things in the background and stuff. And, and I think that that kind of encompasses that the YouTube, just, just the regular YouTube experience. I'm random consumer. I know that I want to get some stuff on YouTube. I'm going to search things on YouTube by by the YouTube app. It's not a great experience for somebody not paying for premium because they can't really play that thing in the background on their car rides or whatever. So it is that user experience. I think that's that's an element that still needs to go through an, an evolution before it's even possible. All right. So I do have another announcement that was talked about at Podcast Movement last week. Do you want to talk about that now? Uh, yeah, let's talk about that now. It was the fact that uh, SP is now going to be attending every Podcast Movement going forward. Is that what it was? 
<laughs> you know, I've honestly thought about <laughs> applying to be a speaker and specifically talking about being a hobbyist podcaster and why you shouldn't be here at Podcast Movement. I, I've seriously thought about pitching that, but I know Dan and the guys that run Podcast Movement would probably say, no, no, nice try, SP. No, no. The other announcement that I'm talking about is Podcast Radio. What? Okay, so there's an announcement made that Podcast Radio is launching a 24-7 U.S. podcast-driven format on FM and AM stations in four regions in North America from next month, two of which are top 20 broadcast markets. This is a press release that I found on Pod News, by the way, just to give credit where credit is due. Uh, podcast Radio is an innovative new 24-7 speech format adapting podcast content into a radio-friendly listening experience. It was set up in the UK in 2020, where it broadcasts online via smart speakers and DAB radio. The company's mission is to use the familiarity and trust people have in radio hmm, to help listeners discover and choose podcasts from the millions available. And one of the key things is set up by the Krantz Media Group, and one of the things that they do is they have a strong focus on monetization strategies. All right. I think everybody's missing the point with podcasts. I really do. And it's starting to bug me from the hobbyist perspective, which, okay, you know, SB, you know, sit down, nice boy. And we realize that you have an <laughs> issue with uh, monetization. I actually don't have an issue with monetization. I have an issue with them thinking that that is what I want to be served up. Uh, one of the main reasons, it wasn't the only reason, but one of the main reasons we talked about it very early on the Better Podcasting Main Show, that both of us listened to podcasts was, A, the content wasn't available on radio. Now, now with you know Spotify and, and on-demand stuff, it's, it's more available. So you can get served up con more content that you actually want and not what they're just serving you. So that was one part. But another huge part was the total amount of ads that they threw on in a radio uh, broadcast. I don't want to hear ads. I, I don't. And if you're doing this to, you know, sample different podcasts out there to me, so I may or may not want to listen to them. Okay. But you're going to, the way you're going to monetize this is you're going to serve up ads after ads, just like regular radio. Um, you're missing the point. <laughs> this is podcast podcasts were meant to get away from radio. What the heck? Yeah. So I have a few thoughts on this and, and, you know, some you might disagree with, but uh, the first thing I want to say is, yeah, the ads thing is is a huge question mark to me. And um, I'll come back to that in a minute because uh, I think this speaks more volumes about the state of radio than than podcasting. And this is, I think, a way that they're looking to cheaply make radio terrestrial radio content because we've seen it layoffs across radio stations everywhere. Radio newsrooms used to be massive. Now they're tiny, you know, uh, all sorts of um, uh, radio stations are going through more frequent format changes than they ever used to. You know, radio ter ter terrestrial radio is a problem. And um, I think that this is a way to make cheaper content. But the thing that I will say is that I think there is a potential listener for this, and it is the casual listener that wants to explore random things. But if it is not something familiar for that listener, like it's just a, a big spread of random different podcasts, I think that's going to be a little more challenging. And and the example I want to bring up is we've seen on things like Sirius XM, and I'll go back to my Conan O'Brien example, 
the the uh, SiriusXM went and bought. Um, I think they bought or they invested or they secured the rights or whatever to Conan O'Brien's podcast and and various podcast adventures. Um, I said adventures. I'm going to leave it at that, even though that's wrong. And um, I, I think what ended up happening is they they see some success because this isn't the only channel that SiriusXM's done that where they've just created channels that are running podcasts nonstop. And I will say, I personally don't subscribe to his podcast. But now that that is on SiriusXM, I actually do listen to some of these things in the car. Because while I'm in the car, I might be in the middle of, of driving and be like, oh, I want to hear something. Well, I don't really want to hear music. I want to hear something that's talk. And I'll flip on that channel and I'll hear things. And I'll actually hear interviews. They'll go, oh, I'd like to hear the rest of that. But I don't go back and download that episode because I'm not that invested in his podcast to try to listen to on a regular basis. I enjoy the conversations casually. So that's the type of user that I think this kind of works for. But why I mentioned the ads is the other reason I, I I never used to subscribe to his podcast was because it was full of ads at the beginning. It was nonstop ads. Well, they don't have that on Sirius XM. So it's I, I want to bring that up because it's a bit of um, a counter to the example that I just used, where on Sirius XM, I'm not getting those constant ads. Yeah, there's some ads in between the different um, episodes that come in, but it's not a copious amount like you get on terrestrial radio. So um, if we have these 24-7 podcast-driven formats that still demand the same amount of ads that we're getting on, you know, your top 10 stations and things like that, that that's exhausting. <laughs> so that's what I wanted to bring up, the sort of counterpoint, but also the agreeing point. I thought of the same thing as you started your point. I thought of the same thing, too. I, I did. And I was like, okay, but I'm really going to go down this path because <laughs> this is more important to me than anything else. Now, the average consumer might be drastically different. I don't, maybe it's got a place, especially with the reduction in engaging uh, audio content. You know, they have a couple of minutes and they go to a song or ad or whatever. At least podcasts is like mostly talk, right? Unless it's designed by one of the big corporations, which it, you know, what's the difference between podcasts and radio? So I will agree with that. Now, in an effort to turn the page, I, I want to close the book on podcast movement 2023 here <laughs> and, and just say, if you're listening to this, if you're a hobby podcaster, if you've been to podcast movement this year or any other year, this is an open question or an open statement that I throw out every year, Stephen, I think you know where I'm headed. If you got value out of podcast movement 2023 or any of the previous ones, and you have not told me what that is, please get in touch with me. And I want to hear what you have to say, because in all the years the podcast <laughs> movement has been out there, I have yet to find a definitive reason for a hobby podcaster to go there. Even the guys who were there really gung ho and like, okay, I'm just going to go to here to check it out. And I just want to see what my podcast industry is like and that sort of stuff. Afterwards, I come back and think, yeah, okay, I went, I'll never go again. Not right, one has right. said, I'm going to go back. Now, the guys that transition from hobby to business, like our very own Cody Gaw, who's been on the network, he did Curiosity Daily and stuff like that. He's been to Podcast Movement a couple of times or spoken at Podcast Movement a couple of times. And in his job in pod, in the podcasting industry, I can see him wanting to be there. But if it was still Cody Gaw, who was the hobby podcaster from Gave Life Balance US, there would be no reason for him to be there, you know? Yes. So 
Uh, I am still searching for that. I'm opening my mind to it. If you want to give me what your take is on it, just let me know. Uh, if you had a good time, I'd like to know that too. And if it was still the, it was a great once in a lifetime experience. And I just don't, you know, the National Lampoon's family vacation. Let's go to Wally World. It's the one time in our life we're going to go to Wally World and we're never going to go back again for whatever reason, like it was closed or they, <laughs> we can't go to that state anymore because legal reasons, you know, or, or you know, whatever it was <laughs> for a family vacation. I, I just, I want to know uh, what your experience was and, if you would go back and I'm, I'm still to this day, legitimately searching for that, uh, moment that I can say, I think podcast movement is for you. I definitely don't think that podcast movement evolutions, the, the conference that they have, that is definitely industry focused. If you are a hobby podcaster, stay away from there. You will be sorely disappointed. We heard so many people when yeah. the conferences last year started opening up and they're out on the West Coast. And there's a lot of podcasters on the West Coast, a lot of hobby podcasters on the West Coast. And so many were like, oh yeah, podcast movement is out here in California. I, I absolutely want to go there. And I was like, no, don't, don't, don't do it. And they went and to a T, every single one of them were disappointed. It's like, this is not meant for the hobbyist. Yes, tried to tell you before you went anyway. Uh, if you go to one, I would say not evolutions is the one to go to. There's two different formats. They have the evolutions and they have the, the regular one. Uh, I don't think you should go to either, but if you go to one, I would go to the regular one. I would not go to evolution. So again, closing the door on 2023 podcast movement. That is my standard uh, plea <laughs> to you. If you have gotten some benefit out of it that you couldn't get any other way, let me know. Just put that money towards potato chips. It'll give you more enjoyment. Some <laughs> chips. I'm hungry. In our chat, by the way, unrelated, we had Lane Robinson. Lane, you're getting all sorts of shout outs tonight. Uh, you're saying this is a tangent, but I normally listen at three times speed. SP doesn't sound much different, but Steven sounds a lot more excitable at two to three times speed. <laughs> I'll tell you something. I was listening to our last episode because you dropped it so late. I listened <laughs> to the episode at 2.5 yeah. speed. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, you do sound like an excitable chipmunk. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I've actually reflected on this before. I'm going to be t totally uh, honest and transparent here. Um, I, I used to back in the day when we first started this, I used to get a lot of comments about, about the energy I have. And and I, I believe I've actually backed off on that. And, and I've thought about it. I've been like, why did I back off on that? That's not good. That's, I, I used to like that being my thing. So it, it makes me happy that people still hear me as, as uh, excitable because I liked being known for that. I, I like, I mean, it's entertaining listening to you. It was entertaining before I was podcasting with you when you were doing all those other shows that I went as a part of before I was a part of them. <laughs> and the funny thing is people think like, you know, it's just me putting on a podcast personality, but I guess I get fired up like this when I'm in a conversation in, in person too. It's what I do. You and your brother were just so much the same when you both got going. He, I, so I've met your brother in person. He's no longer with us, right? But he was, when he got excited, he got excited, right? And uh, you are so much like him. So I, I'm glad to still have that around and and uh, be able to podcast you and, with you and stuff like that. So, yeah. And hey, if anybody is watching this and you're going, Steven, your energy's down. Just let me know and I'll, I'll dial it up. <laughs> Get a few Red Bulls in you and then <laughs> go from there, right? Yeah. Hey, 
I want to throw this as a gentle reminder to podcasters, especially hobby podcasters, because I've been hearing a lot of other hobby podcasters that are covering media. There is the Ashoka series on right now. There's going to be Marvel series on for the rest of the year. Uh, so but with Loki and with Echo. So I just want to gently remind you that the WGA and SAG after strikes are still ongoing. I don't know how close we're ever going to get to an actual agreement. They are striking over very serious future money-making matters and their ability to make a living. And without the assurances that they're being given by the studios and the studios think they hold all the cards. So they're going to, there's a lot of content out there right now. They're not feeling the push from audiences. So it's going to go on for a while. I just want to gently remind you, if you want to see the sort of content that you're podcasting on in the future, be cognizant of the fact that this strike is going on. I put a disclaimer at the front of my podcast that I'm doing on media like Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. If we're covering something that is covered by either the WGA or SAG strike, I throw the disclaimer on. The X-Men show, X-Men Evolution show that we're doing right now is not covered. We have confirmed that with SAG to make sure that it's not covered there. So we're okay to podcast about it without a disclaimer. We're also okay to have Lauren on there with, uh, the, with podcasting and her not being accused of uh, podcasting over struck work basically is, is what the point is. So I just want to gently remind everybody that's mm -hmm. out there. If you're podcasting about that, if you want to see it in the future, then you should put a disclaimer on. If you need a disclaimer, I have them. I will give them to you. I've had six different people record them and I just throw them at the beginning of my shows in rotation. Uh, I think this is going to go on for a couple more months, if not more, if not longer, so just be, just be sensitive for that. And if you are somebody that is interviewing actors or writers or any, anybody that's behind the camera, that's not a director, cause they actually agreed in their, uh, the, in their contact contract negotiations, uh, be, don't ask them anything about their work, ask them about their life, their training, uh, how they became an actor, that sort of thing. Don't ask them anything about what they've done on the screen, uh, they will not, first of all, if they're smart, they won't answer. And second of all, uh, it's, it's not being respectful to them. Yeah. And so make sure that you talk about their life outside of the camera and, and bring that forward. So just a couple of general reminders out there and my offer to provide you with the disclaimer at the beginning, if you don't have one yourself. I'm still wondering what the end point will be because we're we're not seeing hearing any rumbles about any movement and anything and it is a very different time we live in now compared to the last time we had a big strike like this you know streaming has just totally changed the landscape and people's bingeability and because of that people also are filling gaps even with things that they've seen before and so i i'm curious to see where it goes but yeah. yeah, in the meantime, and if you're podcasting, keep that in mind. One last thing. If you plan on trying to join the WGA or SAG at any point in time, do not podcast on struck work. They, there will be that record out there. They will find it mm -hmm. and they will prevent you from being a member of SAG. So just don't do it and have your butt covered. Uh, we made sure that our people on our network were covered or were at least informed correctly. We have 
actually communicated with the unions so we know what is being allowed and what's not allowed. And uh, I've talked about it on Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. if you want to catch that. So uh, just I, I just want to harp on it because I remember hearing a little bit about it at the beginning. And then I heard a lot of wrong things from podcasts about podcasting that didn't know for sure. And we actually know for sure because we saw the emails, we communicated directly with the unions, and we asked, is this okay? Is this not okay? And they told us what was okay and what was not okay. So we have that written communication. So if there's ever an issue in the future for anybody that wants to join SAG in the future, they can point to this and go, but that's not what you told me back then. And and, uh, and I want to take this that. to an extra level and, and just tell me to shut up and edit it out at any point if you need. But um, I want to specify that the emails we're referring to were done by the person that thought that they were going to be affected by this. And the reason Pe I want to... People. 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 I, I, okay. I have more. Okay, yeah. people. And the reason I want to call this out is because I think SP brings up a really good point about having a, a trail. And I think you're in your best interest. This is my personal opinion. I'm not a lawyer. Don't take this as legal advice. Making sure you individually get that in writing. Don't take anybody's secondhand information, even us, when we say... These have been confirmed. You should get that yourself. That's my personal suggestion. Yeah, and it takes a couple of days just because they're so busy in the unions, but they will get back to you. Yeah. I guarantee you they, they will get back to you. Because I had my, <laughs> I was like, no, they're not going to get back to us. Yeah, they did. So that was that was pretty cool. All right, moving on to the next thing. Uh, I've been working with the Sure SM7B for a while. I'm on different settings. No, you, you have to introduce it now in a fashion that we talked about last week. You got to go, Sure SM7B, although or something like that. The Sure SM7B. Thank you. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> Whatever. It is in the roll off on the low end right now and accentuated on the high end. So I've got both toggles, how they don't come in the box. They, it comes flat and I've got the low end rolled off and I have the high end accentuated. So this is the final test out of all of them. I have told you what the settings have been all along. It started flat and then I went to rolling off the base and then I put the base back up and then accentuated the high end. And now I've rolled off the base and have the high end. So now you know how it sounds on my voice. I'm going to go back and see which one I like the best and then do a head to head with the RE320 and see which one I like the best. And I, I got to tell you with the Roadcaster Pro 2, I, the SM7B actually stands a chance. I think I'm still <laughs> going to be on the 320, but the SM7B stands a chance. I'd have to go do the comparison. I think I liked last week best, followed by the week before. I think this is my least favorite. Okay. That's, that's I, I, I thought top so my too. Head, top of my head. But, but you can't like just dial it in and say, oh, that is it, and not try the yeah. other setting, you know? So it's kind of what I was thinking too, but I'm going to go head to head with the 320 and we're going to see what happens there. So just update on the SM7B. I might go back and try my favorite again next week before yeah. I do the head to head. So yeah, that's, this has been, uh, unexpected fun. <laughs> um, given the fact that I have a powerful preamp and right. processing in the Roadcaster Pro 2, if I would have done the same thing and used my same setup that I had before, I probably would have had the same exact result. My voice is too quiet. I don't have a clean enough preamp and it just wouldn't sound great on my voice. Well, 
I think we've, like I said, I think it's got a chance. And that was the update about the what SP? The Sure SM7B. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, hey, I wanted to call out a thread that we'll have discussion about in our Discord over in our Discord at betterpodcasting.com slash Discord. Damien asked a whole bunch of questions about Video Ninja and how it all works. And I'm going to go in there and I'm going to respond to a bunch of them because there's a lot of questions. It's something that maybe we'll talk about in the future on this show. But at the moment, we're not going to talk about it because, to be honest, I totally missed this thread until SP pointed it out to me today. But uh, <laughs> I will. Go, That's why I threw it in the show notes, Damien, well, just to let you know. <laughs> well, I will go and reply in there. And then um, there's some really good questions. It involves resource uses, workflows, things like that. So check that out in our Discord over in the Better Podcasting channel. There is a thread, if you didn't know that. Not threads, but there is a thread in there um, that Damien started all about it. And also, yeah, while you're in there, you can comment on Damien's mic stands because Damien did say that he upgraded his mic stands from the super cheap, like $10 arms that they had pretty much since the beginning. And so he posted some pictures in there and Yakko came in and said, that's the kind I got a while back. I really like it. Hold my RE320 without any problems. Also, your desk looks just as messy as mine. Makes me feel better about the state of things. Yeah, uh, to applause there that he was brave enough to post a picture of his desk without cleaning it up. In in true fashion, both Stephen and I make sure that we spend a couple hours cleaning our desk before we take photos yeah. for the most part. So yeah, we're all messy podcasters and we get it. Uh, I've got a, a, a proposition for you, Stephen. Okay. There is a lot here, like you were saying. What if we cover like one thing at a time over the next few weeks as we round up better podcasting live chat in September. And then mm. maybe, maybe in the last one, we invite Damien back on so he can have a conversation one-on-one -on -one with you and, and I, but mostly you on this whole setup. How, how would you like that, that? That's a great idea. And I think, yes, I will no longer commit. I retract my commitment to respond in our discord server. I like the idea of responding on here better. So Damien, sorry, your thread goes to waste. <laughs> Well, if other people have points that they want to make here, go to the threads and start answering questions. I think that will be great for us to ping off of in future episodes starting next week. All right. And also we did finally. Oh, where is it? Uh, I, I always hit it half the time accidentally. There it is. Here we go. We have a bell ring because we finally had somebody claim the mug, the mug that That's SP has right. been trying to give away that I so carelessly threw out the suggestion that they couldn't have won a mug before. Apparently that kept people at bay, but we finally had somebody claim it and it is out the door now, right? Yeah, it actually was ordered and it's out. I don't know if it's out the door, but it's ordered. So it'll be out the door soon enough. John Badger won it over on our Discord. All he had to do is say, hey, if you still have the mug, I want it. So, yep, that's how it works. The first person to say so in our Discord channel, hashtag better podcasting, say they want the mug, they get it. And that was John S. Badger. I'm not going to do another mug for a few weeks. Uh, maybe just one more this year, maybe closer to the holiday season. So if you want a mug, let me know you're interested and I'll consider giving another one away in 2023. But if I don't get anybody that's interested, uh, like why, 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 you know, just, just, a a bunch of wasted space on a podcast of us talking about giving away a mug, which nobody, nobody 
would you know want and you know it, that makes me feel bad so yeah so we're not going to waste your time we're not going to waste my money if you're interested i'll do it so let me know if you're interested universe 25 says yay in the chat <laughs> on the way yeah on the way buddy Hey, before we go, a uh, little moment here of me just rambling. I'm just going to go ahead and say, if you don't like a subreddit, get out. Um, you know, I, I, I've i seen some talk amongst podcasting and some real aggressive, passive aggressive comments, uh, not liking mod teams and things. Get out. There's many different subreddits you can visit in. You don't have to stick around and just be a, a, a hat that is of a derriere with with your your random sly comments that you think are being sly but they're not just get out it's better be better for your your mental state to not have to worry about that and get frustrated every time if you don't like a subreddit get out go send your efforts elsewhere that's my suggestion i'd say that's my suggestion with anything it doesn't <laughs> have to be a subreddit i mean if if you're in a place and you're not enjoying it or if you think you're being constricted or there's yeah there's many this is 2023 the internet has a lot of places for you to go to or there is like whole conferences that you can go to about podcasting to talk about or whatever your topic is right so yeah have some fun and and just enjoy life and yeah don't worry about things that you can't worry about yeah so just yeah spend your time where you like it that's my suggestion. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's our whole <laughs> point of, as podcast hobby podcasters. Have fun with your podcast. If you're not having, there was one post. Uh, I think I talked about it before on the R podcasting subreddit, and somebody asked if you could ask a successful, you know, your ideal successful podcaster. It didn't name it. It's like whoever that is for to you. Like, wow. if you could ask them one thing, what would you ask? And there was a bunch of people there where. Asking you know, where, where where'd you get training? How do you get the mon money? Uh, how do you become such a great interviewer and that sort of thing? Most of which are are very important if you want to ultimately become somebody like let's say Joe Rogan or uh, Adam Curry or, or you know somebody that's quote unquote successful in podcasting. Right? Uh, I just put in there. Are you still having fun? That would be my question. Are you still having fun? Mm. Because. Because most of these people got into most, if not all, got in because they thought it'd be fun or they thought it would serve a purpose, right? And I'm just guessing most hobby podcasters are in it because they want to have fun. So that that is my question: Are you still having fun? And I will I will bet you, unfortunately, there is a certain high percentage of successful podcasters that are not having fun anymore, and and that's a shame because. There is so much you can do in podcasting that you should be having fun. Even if you're monetizing, you should be having fun. Mm -hmm. And I'll, I'll bet you there's a lot of people that aren't. So that is our ultimate goal for everybody out there. And it has been for years. Make sure you're having fun with podcasts. And I think it's important to consider um, the professional lives and you know professional entertainers who have made complete changes in their career path or just you know gone out of the limelight because... <laughs> They they no longer were having fun. And often these big names come out later and they go, yeah, I, I had to stop doing this TV show or this thing because it was just I was no longer enjoying it. And, you know, the pay was the pay was good, but I, I just didn't want to keep doing it. And so, like, you're doing a hobby, a hobby. You're not being paid. Dial up that priority of fun. 
Absolutely. So that's going to go ahead and wrap it up for this episode, episode 60 of Better Podcasting Live Chat. As we mentioned at the beginning of the show, we will be continuing this through September. So come on back. We'll still be at 4.15 p.m. Pacific, 7.15 p.m. Eastern at www.geeks.live. And if we have any changes in schedule, because sometimes we do have to stream, say, 45 minutes late, maybe today, uh, we will always blast that out whenever we can. Yep. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We really appreciate you. We're looking forward to your questions for next week. And if you have any suggestions on what we can cover in the future, we're always open to them. Come to our Discord server at betterpodcasting.com slash Discord. So for episode number 60 of Better Podcasting Live Chat, I'm Steven saying 60. Oh, my back sore. <laughs> I'm SP saying, remember the mugs. Remember the mugs. See you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Oh, wait. Bye. Thanks for checking out another episode of Better Podcasting. You can find the full back catalog of Better Podcasting at betterpodcasting.com. If you're into geeky podcasts, please check out the other podcasts on the Gunna Geek Network at gunnageeknetwork.com. This show was produced and edited by Stephen John Drew. Voice work was done by L.W. Salinas. Thanks again for listening or watching, and we hope to see you again next week.